This feels like a totally different show today. Welcome to One Day Contract, <laughs> the Panthers Talk Show, where each week we're joined by a new personality who we've signed to a one-day contract to join the show. One Day Contract is a proud part of the Riot Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Be sure to check out some of our network pals. There we go. I mean, we're that is a long intro. That is legitimately but 45 seconds of intro. Well, it's a good thing it's a podcast. Kept... You can just, just, just edit that well, part I think out. we're all waiting for that part to drop. <laughs> yeah. and just, just kept waiting for it yeah. to drop, and it never did. No, it really didn't. I thought we were connecting during that time. We I, are. We, we were listening. Oh. Making eye contact. That's what it was, yeah. It was, it was a lot of awkward, a lot of, like, terrified eye contact. Like, oh, no. See, I'm showing my love to you, and you just don't even care. Colin, I love you. So much. So much. And the show derailed in the first 10 seconds. <laughs> yep. As Didn't usual. even make it to pass. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> New record. My name is Nikki Wolf. Alongside of me, as always, are we ready for this today? Mr. Colin Hoggard, columnist and contributor for the Riot Report, who refuses to get involved in arguments about power rankings. For someone that likes to debate, I feel like that's a false statement. I don't know. I guess we we'll could do it. We could. You want to do it? Let's do it. We'll do that one too. Let's, let's do them all. We'll do them all today. The podcast is now three hours long. Josh Klein, managing editor for the Riot Report, co-host of It Is What It Is, and is not drinking a beer during this podcast so that he can go to the gym later. That's a water, baby. You're gonna motivate me. Yeah. Maybe I'll actually go. Molly and I both. Yeah. I said I, we're no not to supposed the beer. to reveal who the guest is, but oh, it's. Uh, oh. Am I not supposed etiquette. to be talking right no, now? No, 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 you're totally okay. fine. You can do it. <laughs> the <laughs> rules don't apply when Brian McKnight starts <laughs> off the show. That's true. That's true. Signed to the one-day contract today, Miss Molly Cotton, co-host of the Wake Up Call on 730 The Game ESPN Charlotte, App State sideline reporter, and professional afternoon napper. That's what I would do best. The napping part. I like that. Yeah, dog walker, afternoon napper. I'm not complaining about what my days look like. Oh, geez. That's... <laughs> Yeah, don't just just put that put that mic anywhere. This you is the radio. this is such a professional. You do podcasting. Yeah. Wow. We're, we're that off to a great start. Just everybody. happened. That was great. Yeah, I love your attitude. But you did well, I, I wasn't going to call out the server that said, "Do you want a beer?" And I said yes, and then proceeded to not provide one. So was that me? I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Oh well, thank it. you for that. I appreciate did you just that. call me a server? <laughs> No, I was called Josh's server. Oh. I'm not admitting that. Bartender, please. Come on. <laughs> Bartender. Well, to continue all the uh, serious and important talks that we have, time for my super important question of the week. Kevin, this is in your honor. Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC. Oh, I'm so ready for this. So I'm always taking notes. Yeah, Did you see, first of all, Kevin ran over here so quickly with the camera to get my hot take. And it's not that hot of a take. NSYNC way better than the Backstreet Boys. Like there is no competition because in sync, first of all, they they born one of the greatest stars of our generation, our greatest generation if you will. They also if you what you have to do is you have to take out the top songs for each. So you take out Bye Bye Bye, you take out Backstreet's Back, all right. All right? And you <laughs> and once you start going down their catalog, it's just all in sync. Wrong, wrong. I want to throw so many things at you. Like, I've heard your take about this before, and I've never um, been more passionate about an argument because it's Backstreet Boys all day long. 
All day. And That's, you know what? You know why it's Backstreet Boys? I'll tell you right now. Yesterday, I'm in my car, and I heard Batch, a Backstreet Boys. And not their new one because they're still relevant and because they're still good enough to be a band. I heard their oldies. Can't remember which one because uh, they're all so good. they all sound the same. And they're all on the top of the list. Uh, but I heard Backstreet Boys yesterday. You never hear NSYNC. You hear Justin Timberlake all the time. But last time I checked, there's more band members a part of that. It's yeah. Backstreet Boys. Like, I that's it. I heard a Backstreet Boys song Just because they're yesterday. still recording songs because doesn't they're mean they're still, still relevant. relevant. They're still relevant. No, How many on. people out there have gone to a Backstreet Boys concert? Yep. All of us. How, How many, many people in the last would? year? Oh, yeah, all me. of us. Yeah. It's, a, it's an audio <laughs> medium, so sure. Everyone yeah. raised their hands so Don't high. believe what well, they're telling you out there. walking down the street just raised their hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love Backstreet Boys. They were my first concert. When yeah, they're my see, that sounds, that sounds like a nostalgia win. You wore your print. Let's, let's back up I didn't know about here. it. I didn't know. Um, it was a surprise. Oh, so you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd come from ballet class and my mom's like, oh, we're going to a brownie meeting. Sure. So I just had my pink leotard on and threw my uh, brownie vest over top of it. And that was <laughs> and my Backstreet went, Boys attire. Is Probably much like Nikki's experience la- like within the past year, right? Yeah, it was exactly. I concert. was definitely sober. Right. Sure. Uh, and, 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 and wearing a pink leotard. My, not questioning my life decisions. <laughs> but if you'd have been going to an instant concert, you would have been very excited. No, you would have like ended up in the bathroom crying alone. <laughs> That's what insane that sounds like, will do to you. That's true. Yeah. I feel like just crying at the concert is what I would do. Once they <laughs> kick into gone, you know, I mean, those tears start flowing, baby. I, Are I you mean, crying right now? <laughs> no. You really watery-eyed. I'm not. His allergies. You're crying. <laughs> now, you're just, just got doing, emotional. I, I feel like effectively, though, your, your justification here is just tie, tie goes to Timberlake. No, the tie, yeah. yes, the tie like, does go to Timberlake, just to be clear. That's tie goes to the runner and to Timberlake. Right. And also, that their songs are better. Their songs yeah. are better. Yes, I will give you Backstreet's Back. All right. I'll give it to you. All but, right. all right. <laughs> but after that, it's like a huge drop-off. No. What is it? I want it's it that way? That's your. Yeah. What way do they want it? <laughs> that way. Oh. They want it I'm convinced. That way. That's crazy. Uh, I want Bass, you back. Did Lance Bass ever get to space? Yes. Okay, he did. And now he's bought the Brady house, right? No, HGTV came in and oh. snuck in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry for Lance. If he was a Backstreet Boy, he probably would have probably would have secured the deal, though, I suspect. It's a good point. It's wow, a really no. good point. Who do you think has more earnings in Sync or Backstreet Boys? And I know it looks like I'm Googling it, but I'm not. Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I just want that to be clear. I'm going Backstreet he's going to his Boys. Excel document. Boys. Yeah. It's got to be because they're better. Because they're better? That's crazy. That's insane. But no, the thing is, you could have a missing back. What, what Backstreet Boy, how many Backstreet Boys could miss and you not know that they were there? But I feel like if Justin missed, like you instantly know, like instincts. You know what well, I mean? Well, it's like, just Justin. Yeah. 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 Who's, who's the guy in Backstreet Boys? Like, like nobody Jesus says Jackson right 5 is the guy. Oh, right. Is like yeah, the, I don't the know. He's, cu- he's crucial, time. though, right? Yeah. Kevin? His name's Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. Kevin and Nick. Crushing it and in that AJ, Jimmy Fallon right? video. Is, are they also in? I don't. I don't oh, know. Uh, I'm just naming. AJ is not ringing a bell to me. No. All right. Mm-hmm. AJ might be an in sync though. All right. So show of hands, who thinks in sync is better? Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent of everybody raised their hands. That's actually not what's happening. I don't. Uh, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> Agree to I guess disagree. We'll, yeah. I guess we will never know. Are you trying to like Google stats to throw at us? What no, I'm actually. To be perfectly frank, I'm trying to edit the 
uh, the title of our Facebook Live video. So because <laughs> that's what I've been trying to do for the last ten minutes because uh, editing things is hard. So I've yeah. got it. So I've been trying to argue in sync. Do you sync. want us to talk while you take care of that? That's nah, all right. <laughs> I like the sound of just my own play, voice. So <laughs> just play some more Brian McKnight. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that worked out. So a long well intro. Is that probably Undeniable. the worst intro song any guest has ever picked? Uh, I, don't I mean, think we so. had some Creed at one point, so that was pretty bad. Okay. Um, okay. That's true. Yeah. It, I mean. It's, we're certainly going downhill. I think we could all agree with that. But that's no, hard. they're all equally amazing. I feel like it's in, in different the top ways. Top five or six, mm-hmm. I'd say. Yeah, certainly top half, top dozen, top dozen, <laughs> top. I'm just gonna. Why don't you guys talk for a second while I Maybe work out these, a beer? work out these edit. You buddies. go to the gym. Not great. Yeah. Okay, well, now that we've covered all the important things, that's the end of the show. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Let me just turn back up the boo doo doo So uh, every episode we talk either left guard, left tackle. What are we going to do now? we got to talk about everybody, the entire offensive line. Let's start with this Matt Khalil injury. Does he have to play, if healthy, week one? Uh, I mean, we kind of touched on this last week, but I think that if he comes back, he has to come back for Monday – meetings and Wednesday practice, basically. Like, if he's back on Wednesday, I, I think he's to your left tackle in week one. I, I don't think he's back Wednesday, but, yeah, I 100% agree. If he's healthy, for me, it's a big he- uh, if for really any of these guys, even Daryl Williams. Um, yeah, that's another one. I kind of just want to say, yeah, he's going on IR. Um, but, yeah, Matt Khalil, if he's healthy, he will be your starting left tackle. Colin? I'm, I'm just agree. I'm just agreeing here. I raised my hand. I just realized it was a, it was an audio <laughs> podcast. So yeah. I was just I agreed with my hand in the concurrence. You know, I think I mean, you know, we had the conversation with with Jeremy, you know, as much as you're paying that guy and you brought him in to be your left tackle. And it's not like you, you couldn't use the help of kicking Moten to the right. So you're not using a defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. So they need somebody to play one of the two tackle positions, especially, you know. So here's the thing with paying Matt Khalil, and I get that argument. A lot of people have said it, and I'm not even sure I disagree with it because, yeah, you're paying him a lot of money, put him out there uh, for a reason. But it isn't like he's Marty Herney's guy, so maybe there isn't as much pressure. Like if it was Dave Gettleman, like, oh, man, we paid this guy all this money. This is going to make me look bad. I got to put him out there and and play him, whereas Marty's like, yeah, I'm not going to look bad. This is on Dave. This is on Gettleman for paying this guy all this money and him not backing up talent-wise. The only thing about that is if he tries at any point to say, hey, don't blame me for the left tackle. It was the guy before him. That's just not going to fly. Like, yeah. I'm with you in principle, but he they can't go in with going, hey, don't need it's to worry about that. Us. It's not on us. It's on the other guy. Like that's just not going to that, – that doesn't work. But it kind of leads to like an interesting argument of like how much do you – do you think that these contracts weigh on the coaches' minds? And Because to be honest, like – you have to think that Rivera thinks to himself, okay, when Khalil comes back, he's going to be the starting left tackle. It's not even really a question to him. Even no matter how well Moten plays at left tackle, that can't be his spot unless Khalil is so injured that he can't come back. Right? I mean, that's... Well, because you're not going to kick Matt to right tackle. No. You'd rather kick Moten to to right tackle. So, independent of that conversation, like the Moten, any left tackle Moten optimism, I think is forward, 
looking. Yeah, it's down the road. Yeah. And I'm all for that. Yeah. Like, I think Bowden down the line, like, look, he's played three positions along the offensive line as it is. Like, yeah. this guy I think is very good. Even last year, like, people were talking about him as competing for the starter, uh, fell off a little bit. Nobody really spoke about him a whole lot. But the fact that you can throw this guy along the offensive line in, what, a second year and him, then there really not be any drop-off. Like, I'm all for Taylor Moten down the road. Um, but I, I think it's still Matt Cleo's the left tackle this season, as long as he's healthy. I just think it's so interesting when you look at what the way that this offensive line started four weeks ago, three weeks ago at this point, and now it's literally 60% different. And I think, would anybody be surprised if at halftime of week one, Tyler Larson was playing center because Khalil was hurt? That's like, how it's gone. So it's like the, now you're looking at four out of five guys. Trey has the knee, so it's just – I, it's there's so much shuffling going on up there that it worries me that something is going to happen the first time that something happens in game and they have to move all the pieces around again. Uh, that's and bad at news. At this point, it does almost feel guaranteed that something else is not going is not going to happen. It's not going to be in the Panthers' way. And I am kind of interested, like when Matt Khalil goes down, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, it's Matt Khalil, though, no big deal." Like what? Like why weren't you freaking out beforehand when this was a, your starting offensive lineman? And, and the fact that Matt Khalil was still beating out Taylor Moten for the left tackle position, like everyone seemed okay when everyone was healthy, and now Matt Khalil goes down, and oh, it's Matt Khalil. Just put a body out there it'll be the same well then you should have been concerned months ago about this Panthers offensive line yeah no it's it's a it's an interesting question to look at because they you know we all said well you got to let Norwell go because he's going to make so much money but it's like oh I mean oh (laughs) yeah exactly like I mean you I get it I understand why you let him go I actually was kind of a proponent of letting him go it's hard to pay a guard it's hard to pay two of the top three guard salaries in the league that's next to impossible. While you just playing can't a do veteran it. left tackle contract, and yeah. also a veteran center money, yeah. so it's not so you have to kind of pick and choose. And Daryl Williams is going to come up for renegotiation. Whether they're going to re-sign him is a whole different story. So it's like I get, I get why they let him go. But also, when you look at this team from the outside, that's what I always try to do: is like step back because we're there every day. We look at them every day, and we're like, well, Taylor Moten, oh, Jeremiah Searles is he's, he's, and but if you look at it really from the outside, you look at a team that. Lost Andrew Norwell, the best guard in the league, and now has had three injuries up front. That's that's disastrous. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a disaster, and uh, I feel like everyone's low key about it. Mm-hmm. Well, like, but, but you watch them play against the Patriots in Grant's preseason. But what did they do to start the game? They ran left. They ran left, 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 left. Ooh, man, and they look good doing it too. Mm-hmm. Right. So all this talk, and they went out there, and granted, preseason. So there's that caveat, but. They went out there and ran left, and they were just fine doing it. I just look at recently, like, the years of the teams that have gone to the Super Bowl and been successful. When the Atlanta Falcons went to the Super Bowl, they had every offensive lineman stay healthy the entire season. Even Carolina, when they went to the Super Bowl, I mean, you can't understate how important the offensive line is, and you've seen it the past few years when everybody can stay healthy, and now you start off the season and three are already hurt. And I I always go back, like, man, it was so nice with Andrew Norwell. I get that you had to let him go, but how underrated that inside of the offense line was. I would sure. say they're probably they were probably the best in the league at, at one point. But I like what I've seen out of the other guards. So I'm with I, I mean I appreciate Andrew Norwell as a player, but I've been pleased with seeing like Roten and the and the guys what we've seen out of them given the price point that they're at because ultimately to keep Norwell probably the only way to make it work is you're probably sending Ryan Khalil home. Sure. Yeah. Or you're but not okay signing or you're or you're starting Kyle Love. 
Yeah. You know, like these are the kind right. of things that yeah. you have to make. Like, okay, I get it. I get like maybe that maybe you'd rather have Andrew Norwell than Dantari Poe, or maybe you'd rather have Andrew Norwell than Ryan Khalil and like all these they're all just mixing puzzle pieces, but at this point we're just arguing we're just hypothetically talking about a guy that's gonna play for Jacksonville next right. year. So Well, it, there is one guaranteed Dantari Poe's gonna be so good for yeah. this team. It's, uh, he's like I feel like he's under the radar just because he's stepped in like he's so yeah, he's good. Yeah. It's KK short. I think everybody looks at him as star. They're just like, yeah, he's the same as star, but he's better than star. Like he is better than star. I think he's been pretty underrated this Mm -hmm. offseason because we were all thinking, or I was at least like the best offseason signing was CJ Anderson. And now, I mean, you don't know his role, what that's going to be this year. So I think Don Terry Poe is underrated signing. Yeah. I think, uh, so I, I will give props to Colin and I will eat crow because three weeks ago when we did a live show in Spartanburg, Colin was saying that he thought that C.J. Anderson was a backup to Christian McCaffrey. And that well seems to be <laughs> yeah. what exactly what, what is happening. So give you here's your, here's your blue medal. Thank you. Um, and in case you're wondering, we're 14 minutes in. If yeah, you want to so put this on your highlight oh, reel. Oh, let them let let know what time it is, though, Nikki. That's what they like. It's 4.31 p.m. That's what time you want to check in. 14 minutes in. We haven't figured out how podcasts work yet. It's okay. One day we'll get it. It's good thing. Here I am. Just a guess. By the playoffs, we'll have this all figured out. So you mentioned Searles a second ago. So is he the right tackle if he's healthy? I think he is going to be so I think he is going to be healthy but I talked to him for a hot second in the locker room yesterday all the days run together and he was like I'll be all right like that's his that's how everybody says that though Daryl Williams said the same thing and he may start on IR so it's like who knows but he said I'll be all right he's not wearing a brace or anything but he hasn't been at practice all week but it's one of those things where it's the fourth preseason game so there you can't judge any of this stuff until Wednesday, when the injury report comes out and they're like, oh, Searle's practicing full. Matt Khalil practiced in full. Like these these practices, they don't matter. So there is, I mean, yes, you want to get them the reps, blah, 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 all that other stuff. But the reality is, is until next week. Yeah, we're just going to sit here speculate exactly. for a straight week. Yeah. So, like, obviously, if Matt Khalil's healthy, left tackle, and then Moten. Moten right kicks to right that tackle, would right? That sure. dream scenario for me at this point. And if Matt Khalil's not healthy, then it's Moten at left tackle, Searles, Searles at, at right, right tackle. tackle. And if and that's got to be good enough. I guess. <laughs> I guess. So the other question I have is if Silatolu comes back, right, is he going to be – so let's say Silatolu is practicing in full on Wednesday. Is he the starting left guard, or did he no. just lose his job? I, I really liked how much Van Roten got out in front yep. and was downfield blocking multiple multiple times, um, specifically in the New England game. That that mobility, I don't think Emilio Silasolu has that. No. And if that's if that's what you're looking for out of your left guard, then then what's the then why? Because I mean, like they're they're running plays to have him run down the field is what I'm saying. Like they're they're trying to get him down the field blocking. Silasolu is not going to do that. So if that's what you want to do. Why, why switch back? I mean, I 100% agree in Van Roten being that guy, and, but then I go back to, like, OTAs in the spring. Oh, Write it down. <laughs> Thank you. Correct again. Don't 433. <laughs> 16 <laughs> minutes in, in case you were wondering. Oh, yes. Mike Colin is right checklist. 
Small checklist. Um, uh, yeah, but I go back to the spring and how Ron was calling Amini the starter. Like, he's been the one guy that Ron seems like he's been so confident in. And we didn't really want to buy it, but then even into training camp, yeah, it was looking like Amini's going to be the guy. And so that's where I worry a little bit is – what what's being seen obviously Ron knows best right sure. so Amini is the starter in spring starter in training camp and then he gets hurt I guess it's maybe a blessing in disguise for Van Roten yeah it no, seems I, like all of us are like yeah Van Roten go for it sometimes that's how it works though is you yeah. you get someone gets injured someone comes in and, and plays better yeah. and then that they're the starters that's what happened with Norwell, but right? But I just, I mean, for part of me, it's like, how can that happen even with Moten coming in and starting for left tackle being better than McAleel? Van Roten now coming in being better than uh, who he's t- uh, taking over for, for Mini Silla, too. I'm like, really? You got, like, that lucky for these backups coming in and playing better all, all around? Yes. Better to be lucky than good. Yeah. So, I mean... They did go. They've been what? pretty unlucky so I, far. Yeah, so. <laughs> I've just thought that it was a, it was a vet thing for Rivera. That, and uh, I've I, heard I, that. Yeah, and uh, some fans get a little bit, I guess, annoyed by it. Is Ron seems to be pretty um, loyal to those vets. But I, but I think it's a big. It's one thing to be loyal during during the preseason during training camp. It's another thing to be loyal during those sixteen games. And and I don't think that's what Ron's about. I think Ron's about putting a carrot in front of the young guys that have never been a starter and saying, hey, if you want to you want to earn the spot, you got to go get it. And I think that's what they've done in, in these situations. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe 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 Amini will start all 16 games and I'll be <laughs> a fool and we can, you guys can mark this tape down. Uh, <laughs> mark it on the opposite yeah. checklist. Yeah. <laughs> the other side of the page. That's a Not longer. smart. That's yeah. what we'll call this call. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I just think that Rivera, particularly as a former player, defers in a spot where he doesn't really feel like he's got a starter, he's going to defer to the vets. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree with that. I, I think that's that's kind of the right thing to to say. And there wasn't enough time for anybody to take that job from Silatolo before he got hurt. So I, I think you were saying that at the beginning, and, and it's kind of proven now to be true. Although Van Roten is also a vet. So it's not like right. – I, I think Van right. Roten is a guy that was a journeyman, and sometimes you need guys like this to step up and play a role in your offense if you're going to be the kind of team that advances in the playoffs and and goes to the Super Bowl and wins the Super Bowl. You need somebody like a Michael Ower or a Byron Bell or a Mike Remmer, somebody that you never expected to be good on the offensive line. Are those and the other members of NSYNC? What? Are those the other members <laughs> of NSYNC? Is that who you just named right there? Yes. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Um, I was like, I don't know if you're really uh, convincing me with these names. Well, but they, but Ower played well <laughs> enough for them enough. to win. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like Cam Newton went helps, and he <laughs> took that team to the Super Bowl in 2015. So he, what's to say that he can't take a Moten ran Moten Van Roten left side of the line <laughs> to? I mean, I'm ready for. So just to be clear, if Moten were to start at left tackle and Van Roten starts at left guard. I'm making a Moten Van Roten shirt, and I'm going to wear it every day. Like I mean, <laughs> Every that is, day? Like, that is a fun – I mean, I already wear the same shorts every day, so it's it's fine. Just make it that much easier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just to have a uniform like Eminem. Because <laughs> it is like you have a uniform now. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So all the pieces, how this plays out, what happens with Tyler Larson? Where exactly does he fit in with all this now? Um, I mean – Backup? Yeah. Center? Till Ryan Khalil gets hurt, what week three? I tell you, he's lucky. Oh. <laughs> he he does not want to see Danny Shelton again. 
Danny Shelton. And Danny Shelton is a very large man. <laughs> but Ryan was having a little rough time, it looked like, Friday night. Um, yeah, he did not – I mean, he didn't play great on Friday night. He looked fine, I thought. I, I don't think that he looked that much better than Tyler Larson did last season yeah. in his stead. So, uh, whatever. Ryan Khalil is going to play as long as he's healthy. So, if he's healthy, let him out there. And if, even if he's 60% of who Ryan Khalil used to be, that's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Would it excite anybody to uh, to tell you that I saw very light reps yesterday at practice of Trey Turner at right tackle, Tyler Larson at right guard? Mm and Khalil at center, and then Moten Van Roten on the left. It seems like a shift that. a shift from guard to tackle for a guy that is battling a knee. He played tackle, though. Right? Didn't he play tackle in 16 when they had the position I catastrophe? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I saw it. I'm not saying they're going to put them there. Yeah. That's not the starting combination. I think that's what I just heard. I think but they just announced their shot. Uh, you know what? Up. There it is. A starting five. <laughs> Josh called a shot. Yep. I called my shot. What time is it? You need to write that <laughs> yeah. one down? 21 minutes in. Nope. I don't even know what to call that column. 438. Josh is in trouble. Yeah, 438 p.m. <laughs> and At 439 p.m. 21 minutes in. So let's talk about this roster now. Cuts are coming. Let's take a look at some of these positions. What are we looking at in terms of backup quarterback now? Anybody have a? I, I, yeah, I'm on. I'm on Team Heineke. You're on the Heineke oh, train. Yes. Yeah. I feel like it's obvious at this point. I know Ron Rivera said, "Yeah, no, it doesn't mean anything with Heineke being the starting uh, quarterback for Thursday night against the Steelers." But and it also I'm didn't mean Heineke. anything when he was the quarterback that they brought in, and when Cam got hurt, yeah. <laughs> that, that meant nothing. I don't. Yeah, I mean, it meant nothing. And he threw a touchdown Turner, pass. Yeah, the <laughs> North Turner thing. I'm all on board with that. So I got Taylor Heineke. So we're going to talk – we're talking a lot of roster for the next however many long minutes we're going to talk. Uh, but I would like to – I'd like since we're basically going to be creating like a 53 between us, do we think that they're going to keep three quarterbacks? That's really the question. I think Heineke I has think the two. backup. You think – Yeah. You think two. two. Really? Yeah. So wait, is Heineke the real answer? Or I think is it is. Derek I mean, Anderson? I don't have – There's know. no wrong answers here. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be clear, like Ron oh, yeah. is not going to Just pipe in and be like, in. nope, it's <laughs> – it's actually if Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> like it's not. And I'm not secretly scoring you. Like whose line is it anyway? Okay. If you said right now I could have Heineke or I could have Derek Anderson, I'm, take, I'm taking the kid. I'm just telling you. I don't. I. I, I mean, I it really have, doesn't matter. Right. So. Because it goes back to the whole the He's conversation. Not Cam Newton. Right. If if Cam's out, then you're in trouble, anyways. But I, I like Heineke over Anderson at this point. Anderson did not look good the last couple years when he came in in brief duty. And that's tough. It's a tough spot. Doesn't mean he's not, he's that, but, and now he's retired. He seems like he's been focused on golf for a while. Give me the young, give me the young hungry kid. <laughs> I've got two quarterbacks. Yeah. I think the yeah. way that this roster I thought you looks, meant two, oh. you have two young hungry kids. And I was like, <laughs> I, that is a, I did not know that. Yeah. Right. That was, yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure that was not my own. You know, um, uh, yeah, no, two quarterbacks on this roster just because I think the way that this roster is going to pan out, you have tough decisions to make. You don't really have the luxury to keep kind of that extra quarterback, backup, backup quarterback. And when they kept Joe Webb, he played a role in special teams yeah. that you will not see. <clears throat> well, they kept Garrett Gilbert last year. He didn't play a role in special teams. Carried the carried the clipboard really well, though. Uh, Microsoft yeah. Surface, excuse me. But I think they were trying to groom him. Are. I think they thought he was going to be the guy to take Derek Anderson's spot this year. I think they kept three quarterbacks for a year. I, I know they did before, but I think I thought that they kept him 
thinking that he was going to be the DA replacement. And I thought it was going to be Garrett yeah. Gilbert, like, as the backup this year. I thought so, too. I thought they liked him that much. Yeah. I, I think he- this is one of those things where I think Heineke has literally outplayed Gilbert in camp and in the preseason, and it's just like, now it's – I mean – well, he showed some real poise in the, in the New England game, clock management, being aware, telling guys what to do, where to get. I mean, he doesn't look like he's the guy that's behind anybody. I mean, in those sudden those sudden changes when Cam Newton gets hurt and you need to go in for four plays, I feel like that happened five or six times last year right. where Cam got uh, hit in the bathing suit area and then had to come out for a little bit. And then – well, there were other times, right, where he like he gets concussion tests constantly, yeah. and somehow is all the time clued. Are we not cool with bathing suit area? Is that not a? We're just questioning it over here. You <laughs> just continue on with the show. We're just questioning it on this side of the table. And all right. What would you prefer? A hundred percent of the people at the table agree that it is questionable. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Everyone raised their hand. Yeah, well, that is true. <laughs> um, and then high fived and said, "Backstreet Boys for yeah. life." Yeah. <laughs> what? Wait a second. I take back my yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Did you switch teams? Are you what? team Backstreet now? No, I'm team In Sync Faux Life. It's okay. We still have plenty of time on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's it's, true. It's two and a half hours left. So. <laughs> he's, he's team In Sync. He's named one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> In terms of the running backs, what happens? I thought what we got. I thought Cameron Artis Payne was the. Best he's looked this preseason. Oh, <laughs> which is not, that not that's not that's not a big compliment. That's not a big compliment. <laughs> um, I do think they keep him and C.J. Anderson for sure. Like sure, I think, I think those guys. I are, think are, McCaffrey and C.J. Anderson are those are. are oh yeah, I even feel like Cap is, and I really just don't know why Cap is still on this roster at all. It blows my mind, but I think he'll remain on the roster. The veteran presence. I mean, he knows the system. He knows Ron Rivera. He knows the way to practice. So. I mean, is that true? Is yeah. it true? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's uh. It's a fun fact I learned today. I agree. That oh is. Awesome. I feel down like too. I need to write fact that check. down. Four, Twenty-six minutes in. Four forty-three. That's a fun fact alert. Okay. Um, as Molly checks. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> at four. You were just freestyling. It sounded so good <laughs> too. Four forty-four like, is the fun fact retraction. <laughs> <laughs> Not so fun fact. That's Regular. Check, confidently throw things out there. That's the way to do it. I believe up. in you. I, I feel like you're right. Okay. Um. I. Uh, yeah. I. I think that. Yes, I agree that I think Cameron Arspain stays on the roster. I think the real only question is whether they keep four and whether that fourth one is Kenyon Barner probably or – I'm going – yeah, I think it's Kenyon it, Barner. So you think Barner is going to make the roster? Yeah, I think Barner is going to make the roster. You're and correct. And I know Cameron Arspain is older than C.J. Anderson. Cap, 28. C.J. Anderson, 27. Wow. And oh. I would be so mad if I were C.J. Anderson right now to be a backup to Christian McCaffrey. Because really? the way he talked in the spring, he had multiple different options. This was his one-year prove-it deal, and we all thought he was kind of going to be that feature back. And I don't know what the conversations were like with Marty Herney and Ron Rivera, but it seemed like he was under the impression as well, and now he's not. I'm I'm just such a big believer that when you watch these preseason games, if you really like step back, you can actually you can see exactly what's going to happen. So it's like if you you've Take out what you wanted to believe, what you already thought. We are we all thought that Christian McCaffrey and C.J. Anderson were going to split. It was going to be smash and dash, double trouble, thunder and lightning, whatever else you want to call it. But the reality is Christian McCaffrey took every single snap in the first half of the Pats game. Yeah. That's the dress rehearsal. If he's taking every single snap, that's not a lot of room for C.J. Anderson. Unless they're playing the most 
possum that they possibly can, which they certainly could be. Right. I but I don't so. think they I don't they have not done that in the past. No. Well, even when they signed CJ Anderson, do you think they realistically I, thought I, like what's happening now? Like that could have been a totally different mindset during the signing, who knows? Yeah. yeah. Well, as as we look at it and that with CMC becoming the foundational piece of this offense, I think they got him as insurance because he is he it, they they are asking McCaffrey to do something he's not done no, before, fair. and so if if they if they if McCaffrey can't hold up to the to the load or gets hurt or whatever, I think they wanted somebody they could bring in and still be CMC light that was a vet that that could come in and pass block and do all the things that you know Anderson can come in and do. I think he was that type of insurance more than, and, and I do think. Part of it is the fact that they are installing this offense through, you know, Newton and, and McCaffrey at this point. I don't think he's going to take every snap in every first half. So no, I, I, I do think that you will see that, you know, kind of come back. I think he has absolutely has a role because when you you, you mentioned when are you putting Cameron Cameron Payne on the field? So between CMC, who's going to get the lion's share, and Anderson, oh, well, Cap's not going to get any playing time at all, right? I mean, right, he's like no, literally just yeah. a straight backup. To the backup, right? But what I'm saying is, Anderson is going to get those snaps. Anderson is going, but I don't. You're, you're probably right. That number is probably going to be lower if things go the way the Panthers wanted to than he expected coming in this year. Yeah, I, I agree. It was a, a really uh, interesting and good take, Molly. That you would be really <sighs> pissed if you were C.J. Anderson. I'd never thought of it that way, but it's totally like. I mean, if you want to believe everything that he was saying in the spring, yeah, which I, mean, I don't know why you would sign here as your one-year prove-it deal when he had other offers. Yeah, and then come here and be the yeah, straight backup. Yeah, you had to backup. think you were gonna yeah to a that guy that's guy. gonna get twenty-five thirty. If he gets twenty-five to thirty touches a game, uh, there's no touches for C.J. Anderson. Nope. I don't think that Kenyon Barner is going to make it. I I like Kenyon himself, but I think it's going to be three running. I think they have too many oh, other places I was they say, need can people. I change my answer. I'm not yeah. going to go Kenyon. I think yeah. it's three. I think, and then if they really need, if everybody gets hurt, if it's a Nick going situation, then I think Arma can take running back carries too. Is is the case for Barner here? Is he actually competing against wide receivers mm. for a well, no, for a return specialist position? I think he's more competing with like linebackers and defensive ends for like a for like a gunner or a special teams like cover coverist. That's not it. Cover coverist. Cover team. Coverer. Covered team. Cover team. Like you work you, a gunner. Yeah. Yeah. If you're on the coverage team, but you're not the gunner, like Colin Jones is the is the personal protector, and then you have the gunners on the outside, and then you have everybody else. What are those? Those are, those are called Jags. I believe they're called Coverists. <laughs> they are today. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. There it is. Coin and phrases. Because w- w- can we talk about? <laughs> I like how we all just like. Can we talk uh, about? The, oh wait, like, I don't have anything else to say. What do we call yeah. those guys? <laughs> We're all trying to come up with a funny answer, and there is no good one besides. That's not cover what I'm here. I chose Brian McKnight. So yeah. We know that's not my role. I disagree. <laughs> we might. Like, open every show with that now. Ooh, oh, I like that. You know? We probably started, started about 45 seconds in. That was a lesson <laughs> that we learned. Yeah. <laughs> we just started at the wrong place. Now we know. It's been playing for 31 minutes now, so now we'll be ready. Yeah. <laughs> Colin, I feel like you had something really important No, I was just – I'm just trying to figure out this this return – the return situation. Curtis Samuel is going to return kick return kicks, okay. and then DJ Moore is going to return punts. Okay. That's what's been happening all preseason – Sure. Why not? I mean, I, I think that we love Curtis Samuel, and I, but I also think that we invest a little bit too much into him and say, like, well, he can't return punts or he can't return kicks because he's too valuable on offense. But it's like, well, he's probably the fourth wide receiver on this team. Yeah. 
he's not that he's not that valuable in the way that this roster is shaped. It's a second round pick, and one of the reasons you picked him is because of his special teams prowess. So let him out there, let him do something. Yeah, I don't have a problem with using him. I but I do have the question of durability, which is going to be sure. a, a question until he oh, gets through sixteen yeah. games. And I don't, I don't or know twelve if he can, games. honestly. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the reason why I was looking at Barner and even Bird and Samuel, like trying to figure out because you're not you you can't just pick one of those guys. You're going to have to have multiple guys that can return that because you you the the durability concerns. Sure. Well, uh, I mean, you can always have like Dante Jackson. You can have. I mean, you could put Christian back there. I don't think they want to, but no. you no. could put Captain back there. Like these guys have all returned. Well, is Captain going to come out of the crowd to d- return? Is anybody going <laughs> to? Is anybody or? Yeah, I think anybody that's not – I think it's kind of the same thing as Cam, right? If the lead kickoff returner gets hurt, are you like, oh, man, we got to have a dope backup kickoff returner. Yeah, like, right. who cares? <laughs> then they t- then they get out to the well, 25. Wait a minute. Well, wait a minute. I care. I, 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 I do care because this is this is potentially a weapon for this team. Sure. But so I do they're, care. They're phasing out the kickoffs. Yeah, I kickoff don't returns really, do yeah. Have? No, no, the kickoffs is, the kickoffs is fine. But You're talking returns. punt returns. Okay. But punt returns are absolutely – I mean – you can make a difference. Oh no, I I, did, I thought we were strictly yeah. talking kick returns. Punt returns, I agree. I think you can you can definitely make a difference. But at the same position. time, you can also go all right. Go back there, CMC, and fair catch this ball. Sure. So do you have Kenyon Barner on the on team? the roster? Yeah. If we're making a fifty-three, which we are. Uh, which um, I like. I, man, <laughs> we've gotten through. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Okay, real quick though. Between <laughs> we've done, we've talked about the rosters for 15 minutes and we've done two <laughs> positions. We're doing good, guys. <laughs> Would you rather have Barner or Cameron Arspan this roster? Oh, Barner, 100. percent Sure. But that's not how it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm like really over Cameron Arspan. So over they Cameron both, Arspan. More so than I am Josh Klein's in sync hot take. Oh, I thought you wow. were just going to end the <laughs> sentence after Josh Klein. And I was like, oh, that's. No. Me Welcome to what the a show. weird way to kick him <laughs> off down. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, no, thanks. <laughs> Let me just punch you in the jugular now. Um, I am in not going to be able to recover from that. <laughs> punch him in the face. Yeah, don't punch him. Hey, <laughs> that is a phrase. I didn't yeah, just make that up. <laughs> I'm an adult. All right. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> no. This still tells people got touched in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the bath, I have the a doll to show where Cam Newton got hit last year. <laughs> Rid- ridiculous. I will not stand for this kind of hobnobbery. That's not a word. <laughs> not the word I wanted. That's Are you for not sure. drinking because you're drunk? You're I making think, up words. I think I, I might think. be having a stroke. No. <laughs> So now that we've talked about running backs for 30 minutes, <laughs> real quick, real quick, answer. Reggie Bonifon. You no. didn't even tell us if you're going, uh, who you're going with. I mean, well, <laughs> I, cause I, 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 I probably shouldn't have bounced it back. To no, him. it's yeah, fine. No. no, it's fine. It's fine. Cause I'm with you on the whole Cameron artist pain thing. And to me, Barner, but the <laughs> this is going to be our longest <laughs> episode in a walk. It's fine. It's fine. Well, I feel it's like I'm getting to Nikki will be like our, like two Oh seven. Molly made a nice point about <laughs> Kendra, Kenyon Barner still talking about it. I'm going to stop talking now until someone else can start then. That's how I'm going to sound with Demir Bird because he's going to be my toughest guy to Let's let talk about wide receivers. Yeah. That's what everybody right wants to talk transition. about. Let's Here we go. Fast. <laughs> Segway. So should we start with a number before we start picking the, who they are? Sure. Five. 
Is that the number? That's my number. I know. And it hurts so bad. It hurts hurts so bad. But again, let me make my case real quick. Just like I said, take yourself away from how good he was last season. Take Take yourself away from the story that he tells and how good of a person he is and how awesome he has looked last season. He hasn't taken any first half snaps at all with the first team. He has he hasn't gotten any of the first team kickoff return. Hasn't had any of the first team punt returns. These are the thing these are the reasons why he would make the team is because of special teams. But the fact that he hasn't been getting those reps says to me that there just isn't a spot for him on the roster, and that doesn't mean that he can't excel somewhere else. Because I think you definitely can. And I think, yeah, and that's why I think at least like he has done well. Because as, even if this preseason, whether he's getting uh, first half snaps or not, like other teams are going to want him, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I hope he gets. I hope he goes. And I and I do. I think he's yeah. going to legitimately. I think he's going to get signed by like the Patriots. Like that's what everybody. Good. That's what everybody keeps yep. saying. And then all of a sudden he has you know eight touchdowns for 2018 but also just to just while we're talking about Demir he can't he can't stay healthy he's too small and every time he not every time but most a lot of times when he takes hits in real games he gets hurt he breaks bones and stuff and that is a staying healthy is a skill and while he has a ton of skills that's just not one of them and I, I just I don't see a spot for him on this roster and it's a shame and I think that there was a time before Matt Khalil, before Daryl Williams, before yeah. Amini Silatolu, that they might have kept six. But now I think that they can't afford to keep six. No, I completely agree. If there wasn't these injuries along the offensive line, it'd be easy for me. Yeah, Demir Bird, that six wide receiver. Yeah, you won't see a whole lot out of, out of him. But yet again, he's that bubble guy heading in, or yeah, heading into the regular season. Then he makes um, the final roster. But I've got five too, and it's the usual suspects. So Jerry was right, kind of taking that fifth spot. Bug I, I feel like I this it. one. <laughs> what you have, Bug Howard? No. Oh, <laughs> I was like, whoa. Mixing it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like this one's going to be tough for like I know Marty Herney when he was not in that building and he was with our station like I know he really liked Demir Bird but yeah, you, I mean, you got to do what you got to it, do it, it, Demir it took literally one of the best preseason performances by a wide receiver last preseason for him to make the roster and he hasn't had that kind of performance this preseason and they have signed more guys to go ahead of him it's just you know I just don't see it I'm sorry the numbers game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, hashtag, it's a business. That's it. That hurts. But thanks for talking me through that. I've, you did you know, yeah. I, Thank you. I'm, <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've, I feel like I've had this conversation with a lot of people. Because that's whatever <laughs> – honestly, everybody wants to ask if Demir Bird is going to make the roster, and I wish that he could, but I just don't I, I just don't see it. And you know what? I hope – I really do hope that on Saturday I'm, like, surprised. Yeah. But it almost doesn't even feel like – you know, it does – every other year you're like – debating about that final roster spot. Demir Bird's a part of it, especially the wide receivers, but it doesn't even feel like there's that much debate left to have. No, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it'll be interesting because there could be some bloat, as you guys mentioned, on the offensive line, but also on the defensive line too. It's true. And and the guys that are going to get squeezed are the Barners and and the Birds. Right. Yeah, the Barners and the Birds. That's the name of the episode. Make a T-shirt. <laughs> make it a T-shirt. Not the Moten Van Rotens. Yeah, that's pretty good, too. Yeah, We're making a lot of shirts better. because yeah. of this episode. I love it. The more shirts, the better. I got to probably have, like, three that I wear on a regular basis. So, <laughs> Change up that uniform? Yep. All right, so we're taking five wide receivers. Let's go tight end now. What happens there? Uh, I think it's pretty much Man Hurts has that third one, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It, right. The, yeah. yeah. I mean, This the one's, old, like, the easiest one for yeah. me. Yeah. 
the only question Yay, would be. Easy Yay! <laughs> and we're moving right along. <laughs> Next. Oh, also, Al- don't let Colin. Yeah, and answer. Al- Alex Armo will make the roster too as a yeah. fullback. But yeah. I mean, and have a much bigger role than he did with Mike. I Shola. agree with you. Colin, anything? <laughs> I'm not, and Molly said I'm not supposed to talk. Anymore. Colin's <laughs> like, what about Cam Serigne? <laughs> Where do we stand on him? Nope. I. Oh. It sounds like something. <laughs> Here we go. No, 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 no I'm not. No, we're ju- I'm sticking, it, I'm sticking it. I'm sticking to the topic three tight ends. But we, why we are you th- going back and forth? I'm not going. I was going to. He a, wants to talk about something else. Yeah. Oh. About the about 88. <clears throat> oh, no. What are you going to talk about 88? <gasps> nothing. We're moving along. Wow. Do you think he's going to make the team? I think he's going to make the team. Okay. That, that is not the conversation <laughs> we're gonna about to have. So, yeah. Well, he he was not at practice on Tuesday, so. Keep that in mind. I, he doesn't. He doesn't look fleet. <gasps> no. I mean, I'm just, and I know. I'm just. I don't know why that took us aback. So I don't much. know. I. I was not ready for that take. <laughs> like sometimes it feels like you you show up and a guy looks older. I feel like Olson looks older this year, and maybe it's just because it's preseason. I don't know. I don't think so. I think I think I hard disagree, but yeah. I fine. think he That's looks fine. great. Yeah, I thought I he. Thought, yeah. I thought he was the best player in camp, but that doesn't. I mean. He this is why I didn't want to talk about it. Right. I tried to move along. Right. Right. No, Colin's got to say something. <laughs> Write it down. Next time. Fine. Yeah. I tried. Next I tried. I said, I said, Maybe I'm with not. you. <laughs> the three tight ends. I'm just waving along. I just. Just couldn't help. Oh, is that what no. that was? No. I, I, I wasn't was sure what was happening there. <laughs> I can't win. I can't win. <laughs> no, you really can't. I can't. And no. now that Colin is covered. I was worried about coming in and not being the smart one. No, obviously you're your second smartest. Was that too much? I'm sorry, Colin. <laughs> no, no. Just pile it on. Just pile it on. It's good. Oh, my God. I took my headset off for a second. Oh, moving right along. Defensive line. While, while Colin is still has his eyes uncovered and he's fine now. Are you all right down there? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm I fine. have hot takes. Is Julius Peppers going to make this team or what? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got Mario Addison on this squad. Whoa. Don't tell me no. I, this is there's this is an interesting group though because there's a lot of guys at the back end of this group that you would if you were just to just do it in a bubble you go yep they're gonna make the team yep, oh yeah for team. sure mm-hmm. and there's gonna be some because mm-hmm. even like Wes Horton and Kyle Love two guys that I've really liked as as defensive line depth and I mean and, and I mean that sincerely like Horton Horton's you know had games for this team mm-hmm. and yet. When you you know you've got some young guys and you've got Deshaun Hall who had you know a, a pick in last year and you had another draft pick this year like who are you just gonna walk let those walk out the door I, I don't know I just think this is this is a very interesting group what they're gonna end up with here but I think they have they, they need to make sure that they've got some 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 versatility and I think they will I think this has a chance to be one of the best D line groups we've seen in a while. Um, yeah, I think Wes Horton is a lock. I mean, I understand you kind of want to commit to those younger guys. And I thought Deshaun Hall would come in and do really well. And I, I thought this defensive end position would kind of be shored up and you wouldn't really have this debate. But this is has turned out to be one of the more intriguing positions. But I, I've got Julius Peppers, Mario Addison, Wes Horton, uh, Brian Cox Jr., and Marquise Haynes. Yeah, that's uh, – I mean, that sounds like a pretty good group to me. Um, I think that – it's going to be tough. I don't think Deshaun Hall is going to make the team, no. and I think it's a real shame. I think he was really fighting between Cox and um, Haynes, and that was a real three-way battle, and I think those two guys, again, just look at what happened last week. Mm-hmm. Cox and Haynes had all of the first-team reps. 
They were in there. They were cycling in and out with Horton and Addison. That's what happens when you're making a roster, and then Deshaun Hall comes in and cleans up in the second half. And it's like, I, I just see what I think. Whether whether we think he's going to be good or not, you have to look at what the coaches are seeing and what they're thinking. And I think that's that's where it's going to end up. Um, I think that if they're going to carry one fewer, the the problem is they have to almost carry an extra defensive end because of Pep, right? Because yeah. Pep is. We know who Pep is, but you just don't know whether he's going to... When Pep isn't going to be Pep. Exactly. That coming, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, um, I think it's Max Kellerman that talks about Tom Brady is going to like fall off a cliff yeah. at some point. And it's going to happen. We're not going to be ready for it. Maybe any, some what? one of these years it's going to happen. Same point I was making about Greg Olson, and now it's a great point because you talk about Tom Brady. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It was three. I don't think it's a great point. Three minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying the, the the idea of falling off a cliff. Yeah. I was just no, I really do agree saying with that. Yeah. That, uh, but okay, yeah. then I can get behind you on that. But well, I thought you're like, yeah, I, Greg Olson looks old. He's not that good. Out I'm there fine right with now. the no, idea no. of falling off a cliff, but I just don't think it's happening to Greg Olson right now. But we just have we haven't seen anything from Pep. But again, we didn't really see a whole lot from him last yeah. year, and then all of a sudden he's like first. The Double first half I know, of the and game, I doubted him he's last chasing year. everybody around. And so yeah. now this year, I'm like, yeah, no, he's a monster. He's not human. He's going to be insane again this year. Yeah, because I'm mean, not doubting him. He was chasing around that. Oh, this is going to make me look dumb. That San Francisco quarterback was it? Brian Hoyer in the Week One matchup last year. Anybody yeah, know? I think it was. Was it Brian right? Hoyer? Like there was a play where the protection broke down. And he was chasing Hoyer, and it was like, well, this kid looks like like he could be a rookie. The way that Julius Peppers is running around, I called him a kid. He's older than me, but. Um, <laughs> It's uh, – they do have to carry an extra defensive end. And whether they keep him – I also think that they're a little bit afraid of losing somebody like Brian Cox on waivers, mm-hmm. so they might want to keep him on the roster in order to protect him, whereas they might – in a different situation, they might feel a little bit more comfortable with him on the practice squad. That's where he was last year. But I, I just don't – I think that makes sense to me. Yeah, and I think that that's a good point that you make about clearing waivers. That's the, what's making all of this so difficult is because you have these younger guys and they there's promise and you think you can develop him and be the guy that you drafted, but what do you do with them because you don't want to lose them uh, when you try to put them on the practice squad. Is Kendrick Norton making this team? No. Okay, good. I mean, I don't mean okay, good. I don't mean okay, good. Oh, I thought Shots it was, fired. Well, I Sorry, thought it Kendrick. Was, no, hey, Kendrick, I thought I it was guaranteed. I thought it was guaranteed that he wasn't making the team. And then so earlier today, I said, I'll run naked down Moorhead if Kendrick Norton makes the team. It's, oh, yeah, mark that got time. Aggressive. 46 um, minutes in, everybody. <laughs> so I'm just making sure we're all on the same page and I don't need to, like, go work out. I'm pretty sure. Get things tight and pretty right. Pretty sure you're <laughs> – Get it right, get it tight. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure you're safe. Okay, good. Yeah, I figured. That's no, why I was feel very like that there was, comfortable. There was a bathing statement. suit reference that could have been made, but nobody wanted to. Now, Josh, we, we, What's we, up? we discussed about the, the initial 53. <laughs> I was going to try and save you. Thank um, you. The, the initial 53 that if you know they have to have Williams on, like Daryl Williams on the initial 53. Right. And then IR. Sure. IR yes. him. Easy. I wonder if you don't see a guy like Wes Horton be the one that gets cut to try and preserve, you know, Cox or, or you know, one of the younger guys that they may think is more coveted. Because Wes Horton has been a guy that has been off the street on the, you know, back and yeah. forth a couple times. And as an older guy may not have the same kind of hot 
you know, market than, than some of these younger guys. I might. don't think he's that old. I don't have it in front of me, but I think he's younger than Cameron well, Artis Payne. No, well, just yeah. <laughs> well, I think 2013 was his first season. Yeah. So, so I also, but think he's that been a guy that's been. I'm saying he's basically been sitting waiting for a call at times too during that. Well, he was, but he's also had the like the third most strip sacks in the league in the past two years. So mm-hmm. it's like I, I think I think if you cut Wes Horton, he's going to get gobbled up immediately. But I think if you if you Brian Cox may theoretically come back. He probably isn't, but he might. Um, but I think they'd rather keep Cox than Horton. No, I disagree. I, yeah, I, th- I think Horton, Horton took a lot of snaps yeah, for Horton them last to year. Yeah, Horton to me is like 100% yeah, a lock. I think Horton's a lock. Because then, yeah, then you're asking a second-year player that started the year on the practice squad last year to essentially start because Pep can't start. Pep took 50% of the snaps last year. He wasn't coming off a of shoulder surgery, and he wasn't. Uh, 38. I mean, he was 37, but like he's a year older. Well, no, but you're. But I mean, the Kyle. I, I just think I'm saying. All I'm saying is I think that there's a young that that these young guys are coveted. I wouldn't be surprised to see them try and play some kind of game at, at, with the with the roster. Is what I'm saying. So you just try to sneak Wes Horton onto the. Well, like whether whether it's Kyle Love. Like if you think if you're saying okay, because I'm with you with the Pep thing. Horton is m- more important, perhaps. I, all I'm saying is I I don't know if they're trying to get somebody on the roster. I would try and do it with an older guy, maybe then. And keep the younger guy in the meantime. Uh, but I think the uh, for me the older guy I think is more get, like coveted. But that's just I, I like Wes Horton as a player more than Are I you like Brian Cox. Wes Horton coming out party this season. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I got an I got an invitation yeah. to that party. I'm making a T-shirt <laughs> that says I'm making another T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Four now yeah. we're up to. You've got yeah. a lot of work after that this says, podcast. Uh, yeah. Horton hears a hurry parentheses quarterback oh. no that's not good oh. we'll no. work on it uh, yeah all right <laughs> well we'll fine-tune that one uh, maybe a little swing bit and a miss. <sighs> that would be good if we had a sound effect but we don't not a well-produced podcast nikki uh whatever <laughs> sorry <laughs> i don't have my sound effects lined up um what happens to our best friend chris fry oh <laughs> Um, Where is Chris Fry? <laughs> oh, no, it's who is Chris Fry. Yeah, who is Chris Fry? <laughs> uh, I think that he's um, – I mean, I think they might like him for the practice squad. By the way, while we're talking practice squad, I think Elijah Hood's going to make the practice squad. I think one of these defensive ends that doesn't make it, whether it's Brian Cox or if he doesn't get signed up. I also think, just to go back to the defensive end, I don't. I know we don't want to, but uh, like F.A. Abada, I think if he didn't have that special – that special designation where he would be if he's a free practice squad player, he's making the roster. Mm-hmm. But I think they just can't they can't ignore the fact that they could just have an extra player and just stash him for another year. I think he's been good enough to play to to make the roster. Mm. But that's that's my own fault. I think Andre Smith is going to be that linebacker, the last one that makes it. Agreed. Yep. Yeah. Colin. Yep. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Done. Go cornerback. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Kayvon Seymour, Cornelder. Yeah, me too. I, I agree. I think they would. I think if Doss makes it through Wazer, they would love to have him yeah. on the practice squad. Um, but I think the way that Ron talked yesterday, he said he made it sound like Kayvon Seymour's spot was a yeah, foregone like, conclusion. Yeah, you don't have to worry about Kayvon Seymour. Yeah, he He'll said don't. You don't have yeah. to worry about mm-hmm. it. And it was like really. You <laughs> don't like. I think uh, literally the all of the media was like. Okay. I guess I'm gonna tweet that because yeah. I don't. That seems like that seems Breaking like news. news. <laughs> like, where do we seem to be worried about Kayvon Seymour? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. uh, I don't know. This, uh, it, I don't know. The whole Kayvon Seymour thing is a little 
fistulotomy, had a root canal, and now he's been out for five days of practice. And that's a lot of practice to hold yeah. out for a root canal. Maybe it's and just like a secret thing. He did just have a baby. No, I asked so, him about how the baby was, yeah. and he said the baby was fine. Okay. He showed me some pictures. Very cute, in case mm. you're curious. He also said that he was like he was telling me about the root canal, and he was like, they had to stop halfway through. And it just like, I mean, I, I'm not saying there that anything fishy is going on. It just seems seems weird. Mm-hmm. And then for, for Rivera to be like, no, he's good. He's he's all set. It's just that's why I thought it was like a family thing that nobody wanted to mention. And because it could, Rivera, and it certainly like, could be came up to his defense like so quickly, and nobody nobody saw it coming. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I'm not saying it's not, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm not saying it is. Yeah, I'm not but. saying it's not. <laughs> I think we're I'm all clear, Colin. Is. What are you saying? It is or it's not? Is Captain Marlin making this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because he's a veteran. Because of his play, both. And also because money. I mean, like if they cut him, they just pay him all the money. But it's not all the money. I mean, it's. I mean, it, there's not a ton of money tied up into him. Yeah, at no. This point, I'm like, I, if you're if you think Lorenzo Doss can be a player, why am I keeping Captain Munderland around for Lorenzo Doss? I think it's more of a question if you think Corn Corn is the player. I don't think they have a guy that can replace him at nickels necessarily. Like, yeah. I don't think they like Corn on the inside as much as we thought they did. And I don't think that – I think if the guy, the guy that uh, is go, would be replacing Captain Munderland, I think would be Kevon Seymour. I think if Munderland breaks his leg tomorrow – sorry, Captain, if you're listening. I hope you don't break your leg. But if he breaks his leg, I think Kevon Seymour is the number one guy to step in as Nickelback. Okay. All right. That's – hey. Asked and answered. So you got – you don't want Captain? So do you have Corn Elder and Seymour? Well, I mean, I look at – I'm try- I'm still trying to figure out what they want to do ultimately with this back end because I don't feel like we've seen what they want to do with them playing so much off coverage. I know that that's that's their, their standard, but I feel like they I, I still don't feel 100% confident what they want this thing to look like. And all I know is that Captain Munderland against and specifically, you know, the, the New England game, he looked like he was playing at a different speed than the other guys around him. I assume you mean that in a good way? Mm, mm. For the other guys? Yeah, that's fair. And I, I don't know. I, I just – it didn't – I don't know. I, I've always been a captain guy. I've always liked captain. But I'm into this youth movement. I think there's a lot of young potential on this roster and young guys. And, and, and you got to make the best roster year in and year out. But I, I really like some of the guys that they've got on this, this defense. And I felt like captain and, – you know, and he's a vet in a, in a, in a preseason game. So, you know, that is what it is. But he got – I mean, Corderell Patterson – you know, he 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 went right around him. You know, at times there's there's tackles that seem like you know I don't know. It seemed like Luke was frustrated multiple times, and it seemed to be in the area of, of captain. I don't know. It just seemed like there was a lot of stuff that said maybe it's times. Maybe maybe it's time. I, I think it's really interesting, and I, I do agree to a certain point, like this youth movement, because really everybody that you've mentioned, it's clear that you are into the youth movement. But then you look at this Panthers roster, and even last year, you're thinking about a Super Bowl window for Carolina. So to me, that means, all right, you just got these veterans, you got these older guys, you're going to ride them as long as you can and, and take advantage of the Super Bowl window. And just, But then you also have the other side of, of younger guys. That's kind of a surprise at this point because I feel like you haven't had that the past few years. And you got guys that have shown promise and you think that, uh, that they can develop. So you're kind of 
teetering back and forth between, okay, do you take advantage of the Super Bowl window and just commit to these veterans and these older guys, or do you go more so the youth movement? Which I think it's the first, the take advantage of the Super Bowl window, but it's tough to kind of see these guys not taking advantage of it for this younger group. Well, we can deal with it. Some of it now, you can deal with some of it later because there's a lot of guys that a lot of people know their names that are about to retire from this team yeah. over the next 12 to 18 months probably. Yeah. And you're going to have a whole – so maybe maybe if you're saying that this is the Super Bowl window and this is kind of the, the one last run for this veteran crew, okay, I'll bite. But I see a lot of young talent that I'd like to see keep playing in this Panthers uniform for years to come. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think that Molly had a Molly said it correctly. You take advantage of the Super Bowl window, and I think that Captain Munderland is a guy that plays, you know, 50% of the nickel snap or 50% of the corner snaps. Like, that sounds like a nice piece to have. Maybe not somebody that's out there for every snap, but well, but, but the case was they don't like Corn Elder as much as they as they th- as we thought they might. That's not exactly a ringing endorsement to me to his play. Well, but that's also, I mean, f- freaking Greg Van Roten is still starting at left guard. Like Greg Van Roten was <laughs> getting down the field blocking. No, I mean, but, but like he produced. Captain Munnerland sat there and watched people run around him in a preseason game. Tell that to Luke Keekley. I will. You do that. <laughs> I won't. Let me know how that turns <laughs> out. He's terrifying. <laughs> Very handsome, but terrifying. He's so handsome, though. I think we can all agree with that. Mm-hmm. So, are there any questions at safety? No. I don't. Right? No. I, I mean, mean no, there's no questions. Like, I mean, maybe how they produce, which yeah. I think it'll be fine-ish. Again, Mike Adams is another guy who you're waiting for him to fall off a cliff. Like, is he really going to be as uh, good as he was last year? He's another one deal- going up he against Father Time. He looks fine in preseason coverage. <laughs> game, I'm just saying. I think he has looked fine, but, yeah, so there's no questions at safety. I mean, the, well, the whole defense for me, really, the backfield kind of worries me a little bit. But Yeah, it's, it's worrisome yeah. when you think about, like, hey, what are probably the two most important things? Three most. Quarterback, offensive line, defensive secondary. And two out of the three, you're like, um, we are just worrisome. But, but you, at the same time, you look at da- – like the only offensive line that gets mentioned by, by name, quotes, is, is the Cowboys' offensive line. They have their and, own injuries. Yeah. And that, exactly. So They're they super in, beat so, up. Right. So you, you invest, you invest, and you invest, and where do you end up? You end up beat up, and now you don't have you know talented players other places. I, That's th- exactly no what one, happened to the Panthers, though. They no invested one. and invested. They're investing and investing and investing. They have three out of their five guys are hugely paid. And they're they are investing, 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 and now they're all hurt, and they stunk last. But they're year. not. They're they're not all hurt. The, the, the Turner's not hurt. M- Ryan Khalil's not hurt. They paid Matt Khalil. Daryl Williams isn't getting paid. I mean, I'm not saying like the guys that are getting paid. And again, how many guys do you have to pay on an offensive line before you can expect something above average? And I think it's because what the NFL, what the offensive line is now, isn't great. Like unless you go. I mean, teams, every – I guarantee you all 32 teams talking about their offensive line. Like, who's not talking about their offensive line at this point? Because you – these defensive ends are going to win. These blitzes are going to win. There's going to be pressure. Most people, most teams are never actually satisfied with their offensive line. And partly it's because people don't know their names. Yeah. <laughs> Which is – I mean, yeah. it, it's – It's probably a good thing if you don't right, know their names. Right, but, the, but it's – you don't know their names and then you, you – you end up signing people with name recognition, and then you find out, oh, that he's not as good as I thought he was, but he had name recognition. Sure. that's. I mean, it's a good way to put it. Well, we did the job for them. We created the roster, so 
That's it. And You're now, Molly, go one through welcome. 53. <laughs> one. And I was going to say, are we really writing it <laughs> now? Because I don't Definitely know how many players I actually You, you name players and we'll count them off. That'll be a fun part. That'll be a fun thing. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> you looked at me with such You're fear like, in your eyes like, like, oh, no, please, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Pretty messed up with Brian McKnight. <laughs> I can't afford any I more like, mess ups. I like the Brian McKnight. It was our fault. But you had that camera. Why was it our fault? Because we should have known to start it a little later. That's a really good point. Man, it, that is our fault. Also, but ah, you had the, the fun fact the of the day there with Cameron R. Spain. So mm-hmm. That's true. Fun. That's true. I we- thought that was a well-known thing, so. Glad I could let you guys know. Well, it is now. I'm going to say it everywhere, and I'm never going to tell you. I'm never going to say that Molly Cotton told me. That's fine. Like, I was doing some research, and I found out (laughs) T.D. Anderson is actually younger than Cameron R. Spain. I was researching the Backstreet Boys. I was looking at the encyclopedia. (laughs) Let's move on. (laughs) Let's go to this David Tepper charity video that came out. I know Colin is over here. He's been wanting to talk about this. Okay, now this is gonna, first of all, this is an incredible video that 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 an incredible story. Twelve thousand backpacks um, given out. My concern with this is that, and I do not blame David Tepper. David Tepper has done a, a tremendous job of following the new owner playbook and going through and doing positive things, um, you know, and, and saying the right things throughout the community. Uh, my concern is that this was reported in, in, in what I consider odd ways, in that it was re- first reported that Dave Tepper had done had, would give away twelve thousand backpacks, and then I, I just I'm I'm a little concerned about how this is actually being done because Kelsey Riggs, former uh, one one day contract recipient, friend of the podcast, friend of the podcast, said that you know r- r- tweeted out that Panthers new owner. Uh, you know, partnering with Thomas Davis uh, Defending Dreams Foundation, Cam Newton Foundation, the Tory Smith Family Fund, and Panther players Graham Gano and J.J. Jansen, as well as his own uh, as his own David Tepper Charitable Foundation, to make this happen. Great! This is a great thing, right? But when I watch the the video from the Panthers, there's no mention of any of these Panthers. Only David Tepper. And, and that's the problem. That's the concern. I don't want to say that's the problem I have, but that's the concern that I have. That this video, you can play this for five or ten years. This video is good enough to, I mean, like, it's, it tells a great story. You can play it. But you, to eliminate the players from this and to eliminate the players' foundations from this or to not include them is not what this team has supposedly been about. And m- when Thomas Davis has been giving away backpacks here for almost a decade mm-hmm. and not just Charlotte, but in South Carolina and in Georgia has been a, you know, Walter Payton man of the year award winner for his acts in doing specific things like this. And then is he a part of this or is he not? And for the Panthers, and I don't consider this a David Tepper misstep in any way, mm-hmm. but Thomas Davis should have been, should have been there or been the forefront um, or at least, at least give these guys a mention in the video. If all of these organizations truly participated in giving away, they deserve the recognition, and the, and, the, and the men that play on this team deserve that recognition. And it should not read that this is David Tepper giving this away, in my opinion. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's my beef, is that I think if, if these guys are contributing from their foundations, from their good, Give them credit. And why would the Panthers not give them credit, except that except that they're trying to put their own owner over because he's the new guy. And I don't fault Tepper. But there are people in that building that know Thomas Davis has been giving away school supplies for kids for a decade. 
and then they go, well, watch this. We're going to upstage it. I'm sorry. That's, 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 not what you, that's not what you do to me. You don't take someone else's gimmick, which is what I feel like this was, and give it to somebody else and say, look at what the great work they did. Oh, but by the way, were they involved or were they not involved? I just think that there's a lot of weird questions here in a situation that shouldn't because this is a great thing. But I just think the guys deserve credit. And I feel like the, the organization in this, case, in this case put David Tepper ahead of the players. I, I agree with you that they absolutely deserve credit. Um, just, for, just to clean up a fact at the end, uh, Tepper has been giving away backpacks in New Jersey for the past decade too. Great. So. That's fine. He's wearing a Carolina Panthers jersey now. And when Thomas Davis walks on the field, he has a Walter Payton Man of the Year you know, uh, logo on his uniform. That's from his time doing like I, right, but he's not stealing the Tepper is not stealing the gimmick of giving away backpacks. That's what you said. Yeah, is that he's stealing Thomas Davis. When the Carolina gimmick. Panthers say David Tepper did this, and then when I'm finding out, oh well, David Tepper did this, but he did it with Thomas Davis and Cam Newton and Torrey Smith. All I'm saying is, those guys deserve to be a part of that too, and especially Thomas Davis. It is. I mean, yeah, it's hard. I understand what you're saying. And it go. I go back to the David Tepper press conference where you do almost think that, and I don't put it on David Tepper either because no, I think the no. Panthers are going out of their way. And David Tepper is great, but you look at Jerry Richardson and Panthers have some PR issues that they got to work through. And they're going to put Tepper out there in front of everybody and show everyone at all times how great he is. But Tepper at that press conference did say, we have great guys in this locker room that do tons of work in the community, and I want people to know more about that. And, and he mentioned it, and yet you, you do think that he would have something to say about, yeah, all of these guys are involved, but they were more so at that point kind of placed behind the scenes. That's that, – and that, it's, again, not a faulting – Tepper, not. Uh, I'm, I'm, I hope these guys are, are involved in this stuff. I just want to see the guys getting the credit for it because we've had a guy before that was taking a lot of credit for the good works that the guy did, and then was having his own thing going on behind the scenes. And I'm not saying that's Tepper, but why? Why does this credit not trickle down to the players in this situation? That's that's the only the only question that I have here. I, I don't have an answer for and, you. And, I, and, I, and I, mean, when I think it's when an it's interesting. interesting Query to bring up that did transition into a rant, just just so we're clear, because we talked about this before. But uh, I, I think that it's no, it's it's an interesting. I mean, uh, what, what's the just, what's the case for the Carolina Panthers of pr producing an official video that involved the partnership of several of their captains, and then to not identify them except for the the owner? Seems like a misstep. And it's not on Tepper, but that to me was a misstep, and it's a shame because it is a great event. And I just – we talk about uh, – we as fans of this organization, we talk a lot about them not just being players but being men. We've No fan base has embraced that more than the Carolina Panthers when it comes to the, uh, you know, the Greg Olson, um, you know, wh wh whatever the annual <laughs> – it seemed like annual uh, candidate for the Walter Payton Man of the Year. This fan base has gotten behind their guys, including Peanut Tillman and guys that aren't always here. And – and that is a part of this of this team and this organization that I enjoy rooting for. And I want to see those guys rewarded. And they certainly shouldn't have their owner, and I know it's not him, but their owner stealing their thunder.
And I feel like that happened a little bit. But I'm sure – yeah, I I get it. But then you think, man, stealing their thunder, it's not like the players even care if they get credit or not. For them, it's the fact that these kids are being helped and there's 12,000 more backpacks. So I'm with you, and then it's just the the phrase of stealing the gimmicks or stealing their thunder that kind of makes me back off a little bit. Again, it's not – I don't think Tepper's stealing the gimmick. But to me, if a a player that was giving away and and has inspired his teammates to do similarly – for almost a decade to the point of winning the highest award that you can win for this type of stuff, and then you come behind him and do exactly what he did and do it bigger and do it better and then don't include him, I, I, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about that. If I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he did it bigger and did it better and didn't include him. I mean, they had uh, the team had practice when they did that rally. I get it. They schedule the rally. They make the videos. I understand what you're saying, but I'm saying that I feel like maybe you're looking at this as a purposeful act that was not, and it may have been a, I mean, and I don't know, I'm I'm not speaking for them, but I'm saying it seems to me like they may have made a misstep and, and now we're holding, holding him to some sort of high regard that he went out of his way to screw Thomas Davis. Never see, see that. I never said that. I never intimated anything even close to that. That's why I end up ranting sometimes. What I am saying is that, you respect the work of the people. If all of a sudden I came in here and was like, hey, I'm going I'm to start doing everything Josh does, but I'm going to do a little bit bigger. I'm going to do a little bit better. No, it wouldn't be hard. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> but you wouldn't appreciate it. And, 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 I'm not, and I'm not trying to turn this into like a quibble thing. I just think that Thomas Davis has done in this exact vertical or whatever you want to say, this exact lane. And then he's a part of this. He's a part of this. And the Carolina Panthers produce a video. And he's not mentioned. I just think that's weird. I, 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 whatever, however you want to take it, I think it's weird. I don't think it's – I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think – I think it, I think it's a misstep. I, I, I'm not trying to say anything more than I think it's a misstep, but I do think that, that this organization needs, should make sure, of all organizations, make sure that their guys are getting the credit they deserve. And I don't think they did in this spot. Because, again, th- you go back to the initial report, so it was Panthers owner David Tepper is doing this. Panthers owner David Tepper is doing this. And then it came out afterwards that, well, there was a partnership involving the players. I mean, isn't that, isn't that like one of the key things that's been going on is the disagreement or the inability to communicate between owners and players? And now we have a new owner, and then he's coming in. And again, not him, but the organization is partnering. I don't know what that – who knows what that exactly means, but is not sharing that spotlight with, the, with his captains. That sounds to me like the way it's being reported, not the way that it's being. Because I, I see the – I saw the media – State the press release okay. says share, says in partnership David Tepper Charitable Foundation in partnership with the John Belk Foundation Thomas Davis kept ba, 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 ba. and how many people read press releases and how many people watch the video and how many mentions of any player from this organization were in that video I'm not telling I'm zero is the number zero who are you I'll arguing answer with like no I'm, I'm not I'm, yeah, no I'm, like, I'm, I'm I'm saying I'm saying you're talking about a press release I'm talking about a video where they. Don't mention any of the players, any of the captains involved. That's what in I'm this. saying. I'm saying that yes, it's being the way that it's being shown and reported is the problem. Reported in a video is still reporting it. That's that's the problem, not the way that it happened or the way that they're that they put it out there. Okay. The way that it's rep- the way that it's reported. Somebody made that video. The Panthers as a whole did not make that video. One dude sat down at a computer and made that video, and he obviously made a mistake. It's a misstep. But it's not like you seem to be making it uh, – in my mind, I think you're making it a, a much bigger issue than I think it is. 
So you don't think it's a big deal for people to be involved in a charitable organization and then to not get any recognition for it no, from the I th- team I think it for which they play? No, I'm, I'm asking. You don't think it's a big deal for someone to make a charitable donation or a contribution or partnership in a charitable event where 12,000 local kids, great story here, get backpacks, and none of the players get mentioned that are participating. You don't think that's – you don't think that's – in any – Do I think it's a mistake? Absolutely. Do I think that – that the team is trying to steal their thunder or steal their gimmick? No. No, I don't, I don't, I think, I don't think no. I, but those are the words that you just said. You can't sigh and okay, put your uh, hand. I will sigh and put my hand. I don't think there's I don't think David Tepper was intentionally trying to steal his gimmick. But damn sure somebody at Minton Moorhead should know that Thomas Davis has been doing this for a damn decade, got a Walter Payton Man of the Year award winner because of his acts like this, and then you go, We're gonna do the exact same thing, but we're gonna do it bigger with the owner, and you're gonna be a part of it, but we're not gonna mention you. Sorry, that doesn't give me a warm fuzzy if I'm Thomas Davis. Okay. I mean, I don't have a response to that. I like I, I get what you're saying. We're basically just arguing the same thing well, for the I last mean, ten minutes. Yeah, for I mean I, and I get yeah, I get what you're saying, but for me it's almost and maybe you look at it as checking a box. Again, a press release, they did say in partnership, and they did mention Thomas Davis in the press release, and so sure. maybe that's just a going through the motions, checking the boxing for you, and you wanted more. Um, but I, th- I think I'm kind of okay with that. Okay, that's fine. I, I, I just I w- like yeah. I wish they would have done more in the. All video. I needed was a logo of the foundations at the very end before they did the Panthers logo. That's all I'm saying is that that if we want these guys to contribute, we want these guys to participate. Then then, because isn't the whole thing that we get that that. that um, the Panthers like to say is that we don't we don't retweet the positive stories we don't share the positive stories we don't do enough we'll we'll talk about as the as the media members we'll talk about all the negative stuff we don't talk about the positive stuff and then the positive stuff happens involving multiple captains and none of those captains get mentioned in the team video I don't know just seems seems like bad bad to me yeah I mean I agree with you I think it was a mistake that's it but I don't fault but I don't fault Tepper and I, but I do think I, I just don't understand how the, I don't know I just want to understand how that slips through, to be honest with you. I think it's more of a, a it, to me, it's like an NFL-wide thing. I mean, we read about it all the time. Like, you it's you see one tweet of like, hey, this guy donated $50,000 to uh, to charity. And then all anybody wants to talk about is, you know, whatever else he, if he does something in career, if he carries a championship belt into training camp, he's a jerk and he's cocky and he, you know, Nobody wants to focus on the positives. Everybody wants to focus on the negatives. Right, but that's the organ. That's what normally the organization's lying to us, and now the organization. No, no, but I'm saying that's that's the. I mean, that's how does the NFL get better at this? Is it? I mean, is it literally just showing videos? Is it? Is it involved? Like, how how does the NFL get better at highlighting? That was one of the things that they wanted to do over the off season. Was they said we are going to go in and we're going to. The our players are so involved in social work and and so making uh, making charitable donations and doing all this work. How are we going to pu- to publicize that? And it sounds to me like you think they're they're failing right off the bat. Well, and uh, to me, and, and, and this is, I, I get passionate when we talk about this stuff because I care about these guys and you know care about uh, you know TD and, and and the legacy and I think the works that these guys do are really important in the community and, and not just in Charlotte, but across the, the States and for a long time. And then to have a new owner where everybody's kind of got this honeymoon thing going on and then to have exactly the same situation from an organization that has for a long time tried to do it, you know, in this regard, the right way, 
just we're, we're doing a sliver here on the <laughs> on the community service. We're uh, trying to do this in the right way. And I, I, if I if I if I was watching that as a participant, and all of a sudden like I see and it's like, oh, David Tepper does this, and then I watch it, and then I go, wait a minute, we didn't even we don't even make the video. Like I'm I, been I don't know. It just seemed it seems like a disconnect to me. Yeah, I agree. I think it also seems like a disconnect. Let's have a fun <laughs> game real quick. <laughs> Awkward transition. Was that not fun? <laughs> that was fun. I thought it was fun. I let's like have, it. Let's have even more fun. That's the beauty of this podcast because we can have these conversations, debates. Well, I think fights. I think what Colin is saying is it it is a good – obviously it needs to be said and it's a good point. Um, and that's it. I mean – yeah. Not, I see I'm what you're saying. saying. I agree more than anything. I think it's a big learning for the PR department, especially like you said, it's a it's a time when they need to be doing some things, and it was an opportunity that maybe wasn't taken full advantage of. And especially because, like you said, those guys couldn't be there. They couldn't be there. So the only chance they would have had to get included in a video is for the team to put it in, and they say, the team just said, "Yeah, I don't know." So who's ready to play? It's that phrasing though. The team no. just said, "Eh." No. It wasn't the team as a whole didn't make that video. Okay. PR department. So you think you think you really think that the that the low level guy just gets to make a mo- uh, video of David Tepper, the new owner? No, I do. I do think it was a department PR department. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who's on practice and, and who's. I'm not. just saying, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that. I don't think the young the young video guys cranking out a, a, a David Tepper video that's just getting released willy nilly without being seen by some eyes. I mean, I think the PR department has a lot of pressure on them and they've got to pump David Tepper up and this is now the and I think it would, of it. And, and it. But you know what? To me, and this is the thing, th- this would have been a cool thing because how many times has he partnered with his guys yet? Not, yeah. This so this was the, the first time. So here it is. I'm coming in immediately and boom, I'm partnering with Cam. And I I'm almost wonder why you say you don't put it on Tepper because I don't put it on Tepper. Like I, I understand what you're saying, but it's almost, okay, well, if you want to come in and say, yeah, I'm partnering with these guys, I want these guys to have the credit. So it's almost like a, an excuse for David Tepper as well. If you're going to put it on the Panthers or PR department and say, well, it's not on Tepper. It's because if you want to come in and be an owner and have a partnership with these players, then yeah, I'm coming in. I'm partnering with Thomas Day. I want to get my hands dirty. I want to get involved in their organizations. I want everyone to know about these players. So I, I think if you're going to fault one, you kind of put some blame on both. Adam, on, Adam to the list. Adam to the list. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of room. I got a third shit side of this paper. <laughs> okay. Now it's time for you pick who. This is a game. That discussion's over. Uh, <laughs> what we're going to do here, um, I've got a few little topics here. You're going to say – 2018 who will have more so to give you an idea we'll start with my favorite question who will sweat through more shirts at practice this year josh klein or cam newton oh god come on <laughs> josh you gotta klein. go with it yeah probably josh klein <laughs> well it's one pra- one per practice right so <laughs> as long as i only wear one then it's Did fine you change shirts at training camp I mean, not like mid practice, but yeah. <laughs> well, no, if you're asking me, the field, if you're asking me if I changed before I went out to the bar, the answer is no. <laughs> Josh actually does five costume changes at every practice. Uh-huh. It's a real That's Lady Gaga situation. <laughs> That's what I assume. Who has more receiving yards this year, Tory Smith or DJ Moore? DJ Moore. Ooh, that's a good one, Tory Smith. Thank you. Mm. Hmm. Colin. Tory Smith. Mm. I, I just. Th- mm. uh. That's hard. 
It's hard. That's do, a good question. I get the points for that one because I came up with that one. You do get the points. Yeah, for, for that these one. you just gotta like say a name and commit. Yeah, you can't even think. That's Boom. true. Like, yeah. That's true. Who eats more cheeseburgers this year, Kelvin Benjamin or Mike Tolbert? <laughs> <laughs> Tolbert's retired, right? He still has yeah, to eat. So he's Kelvin gotta, Benjamin. Yeah. Tolbert. Yeah. I'll go KB. He likes to yeah, he what's likes the, the burgers. What's the, what was the food selection like up there in Buffalo? He maybe have limited options up there. He may be maybe making those late night fast food runs a lot. Is beef on weck? Is like that a thing that counts as a cheeseburger? That can count as a cheeseburger. Yeah. That can count. That. Who scores more goal line rushing touchdowns, CJ Anderson or Cam Newton? Cam. 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 You don't think he's going to turn into the whale and vulture? No. Okay. I, no, I don't. I. Okay. I that's a – yeah. That's I, I short yardage back has never been CJ's bag. No, but it has been Cam's bag. Best ever. And it yep. will remain. Who puts more teams in the playoffs this year? NFC South, NFC North. NFC South. Let's see. South. Tie? Can I say tie? Two? Probably. Tied at two? Probably. Tied at two? Each Probably bit two. two. Cool. Okay. Who makes more girls pass that out in the stands? Answer. Yeah. Luke Keekley, Greg Olson. Ooh. See, Luke. now that's tough. That's a Sophie's Luke. choice right there. Luke. 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 <laughs> I think Olsen, though, once he gets that beard going, I'm American. Is he going, is he going back? <laughs> is he going to go back to the beard we think? I think so. Once it gets cold. All right, to you. Greg Olson or CMC? For what? For more handsome? Yeah. Makes girls pass out in the stands. Oh. Um, probably. Why do I get called out <laughs> for this one? Uh, yeah, really probably a different answer. <laughs> probably Greg Olson. Well, okay. you're sticking strong with Greg. I, you he know loves, what? He loves some Greg Olson. Very charitable. No and I like that about him. <laughs> God. <laughs> Molly. It's nice of you to Not recognize his contributions. <laughs> 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 just to be clear, in the Riot Report video, we had Graham Gano in the video. So just throwing that out there. <laughs> and mention the other players. Molly, tell everybody where they can find you on the Twitters and Instagrams. Um, At Molly ESPN 730. Molly picked Twitter. up her phone know, as if she I was like, know. I don't know what a... <laughs> What are they? Okay, at Let Molly, me go to the Googles. ESPN yeah. 730 on the Twitter and Instagram. Oh, that's going to be a tough one. Molly E. Cotton. C-O-T-T-E-N. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Colin? Colin C-L-T on Twitter. If you want to email long-form conversations, <laughs> it's in the bio. You can find it. I thought you were going to give your phone number out. I hope, I hope everybody look, does If somebody wants to argue. No, no, look. It's fine. It's right on there. It's right on there. It's right on there. That's fine. See Hoggard at Zoho.com. Do you ever, like, kind of uh, place because if somebody is going to argue with you on Twitter or even in DMs and that versus if they email you, like, they're different breeds of different types of people out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't deal with me. Um, Do you have, like, an office phone number available that people can call and leave you angry voicemails? Yeah, but <laughs> nobody really does. I mean, they'll call during the break. They won't leave voicemails because oh, they don't okay. have a voicemail set up. But gotcha. there's probably a reason for that. Yeah, yeah no, so, that's yeah. smart. They'll just call during the break. Yeah. That dumb broad. Some other. <laughs> <laughs> she said broad. I like you. A lot of old times. You get a lot of uh, old-timey gangsters you know, that call uh, up. Yeah, pretty much. Her yeah. show is actually ah, probably <laughs> Listen to me, see? You yeah. <laughs> got that broad club. talking sports again, <laughs> I see, eh? <laughs> My fan club, I'd say majority, majority. I got two of them, and they're seventy year olds. Oh, both of them. And they're not my grandparents. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, Mm -hmm. awesome. Very nice, Josh. Where can they find you? Uh, I'm at Josh Klein Rules on Twitters and Instagrams, and mostly just pictures of my dog on Instagram. So Mm -hmm. you're welcome for that. It's a cute dog. Oh wait, I left out one question for my game though. Oh, I actually stole this from Josh. More receptions. CMC. Greg Olson. Oh, um, I thought it was going to be a silly question for sure. No, uh, I had to throw one more football. Earlier McCaffrey for sure. I mean, he's going to have a hundred. A million. McCaffrey. Yeah, all of the receptions. 
all of the receptions. And you can find me on Twitter, Nikki704. Molly Cotton, your one-day contract is up. Thank you for being a one-day contract. Part of the Riot Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. We'll see you next time. Fire up that Brian McKnight. Is that what's coming? (laughs) McCaffrey, for sure. Nope. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, it's looping back on itself. Yeah, the, and this too. Just hit me with the truth. Stop. <laughs> <laughs>